and thanks again for downloading the Ranch Bawa podcast. My name is Stu Thibodeau, and again, I'm joined by Ranch Bawa. Ranch, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks, Stu. Thanks for having me. It's, we're, I'm really happy to be here with you. Me too. It's been you know a trying time as we continue on this pandemic. It's been almost a month now, but uh, it's good to see a familiar face. Likewise. Yeah. yeah we, as we said in our previous podcast, you're making this happen um, as a service for our listeners and for everyone out there still respecting the social distancing um, parameters, which are obviously very important. But I wanted to give this um, time and, and message, hopefully, to everyone who's with us today and really thank everyone for joining us. It's, uh, like you said, it's, we're definitely in this. It's, it's, uh, when I look back on mid-March, it's been about seven, eight weeks mm-hmm. as, as per this day that we're recording this. And um, it seems like a long time ago, Stu. It seems like it's a bit more than that. I know it's it's a month, but it seems like it's been three months. <laughs> it really, yeah. And, and the, the calendar is getting ready to shift into May now. The days are getting longer, and um, you know we're we're all navigating this together, and everyone's doing it in their own reality. Yeah. And really, today's conversation is about bringing some thoughts and ideas to our listeners and to our group out there who are so very grateful that you've joined us again, and um, really going through these interesting and uh, dynamic times because, you know, the initial shock, I think, has, has somewhat worn off. When, when this first all hit, it was so different, such a different time, you know, a, a global pandemic. When and, and obviously it was it was moving through at the beginning of 2020, but I really feel for the most part, people felt that around March when things started to shut down, there were closures. And then from the public health authorities, there were actually parameters and um, restrictions in place to keep everyone safe, which undoubtedly those have helped us tremendously. But I really feel that 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 shock factor, it's still there, no question. I mean, there's still people losing their lives. And that's a that's a very tragic part of this. At the same time, I do feel that th- there's this there's this level that we're in now and everyone understands where we're at. On the other side of the shock, there's uncertainty. And so we're kind of in that middle place right now. And in our conversation Today, I wanted to really bring forth some ideas and concepts just around consistency and how do we move through times like this? How do we stay together? How do we keep our spirits alive? How do we deal with days that are tougher than others? And so as we go through, I wanted just to mention some of these things. And, and I know you and I had some conversations before about what we could talk about, but we're, we're beyond the beginning, but we're really nowhere near the end in this. It's, it's, it's an interesting feeling where I feel like we were playing catch up at the start it was just every new something mm. new is happening every day, and now I feel like we we know what we're supposed to do, but then there's still no real end in sight. So right. it's like a real standstill. Yeah, and and to your point, there's you know there's some provinces and states in North America and even globally, there have been certain places that are somewhat returning back to a new normal, which, which is everyone's calling in, and certain things being lifted and um, you know people going back to work and some things opening. But I really feel that because of that, again, it brings a little more uncertainty because you wonder whatever region you're listening to this podcast in, when does your region go back? When do you start to return back to normal? And so as we now move through this conversation today, really want to dial into these elements of consistency around mind, body, and spirit. And I've said for a long time, Stu, and we actually shared a lot of thoughts on a previous podcast some time back, talent wins games consistency wins championships. I've believed that since I was young and I still believe that to this day. And that's one theme that we hope resonates through our conversation today in dialogue is that, you know, consistency is a quiet quality. Not a lot of people talk about it, but it it is a servant and it does 
I think, bring about strength. It brings about peace. And it can, consistency can provide certainty in times like these. And I'll talk about that in a moment. It's, it's something I've, I've been thinking about a lot mm-hmm. is what, how do we get certainty back? Well, if we can invest in some elements of consistency in certain areas of our life, I truly believe we can have a, a, a more of an anchor, a better foundation, and some visceral hope to keep moving forward. Yeah, I feel like one of the main issues dealing with the uncertainty is really emotional mm-hmm. and not really how, you know, you, you feel like you're doing everything right, but you don't know what to do in a yes. way. So how do you feel like you're handling the emotional element of the uncertainty with Great the whole question. pandemic? Yeah, great questions, do I? I think the first part, uh, if I really dial down and, and think inside of myself, is acceptance. It's a big one. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we live our lives and aiming to seize control over what we're doing and what's happening around us. And yet at the same time, you know, we have to let go. And, and when we accept the fact that we're in this, and, and really, as we said before, everyone's in this together, there becomes potentially as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, a sense of peace, it's still hard, really hard. And as you talked about the emotional side, it's every day brings a new challenge. But when we accept, we are able to build awareness, strength, and action. If there's no acceptance, then we stay attached to a story and potentially stress that can really take us down. So I I feel one element has been accepting the fact of here we are, controlling the things we can, and gently but consistently letting things go that we're not able to. I think another piece, a key piece to all this is, is vulnerability and it's okay to be afraid. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I, I've had a couple of days where I'm thinking a lot about a lot of things and thinking about my family, my parents, my business, you know, all my friends, you like all of all people that are out there going through this, because like we said, we didn't know the extent of it and some early projections do understandably so science and the medical profession were doing their best to give us some projections. Those curves were very steep at one time, Mm -hmm. really steep. And so being vulnerable around fear, around what we feel about perhaps not feeling stable, that's key. Brene Brown, wonderful author and speaker. She did an incredible Ted talk that I think is in the top 10 Ted talks in the world about vulnerability. And she said something interesting that's really resonated with me. And I want to share that with our listeners. She said, we end up hustling for our worthiness rather than standing right in it. So a lot of times when, when life was back in the day, you know, by normalcy, we're all hustling and, 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 and aiming to, to become worthy and whatnot. And now, to her point, when you're vulnerable, you actually stand right in it. So if you do feel emotional, you do feel fearful, you feel confident, whatever the emotion is at the time, your worthiness is not contingent upon you chasing it. It's about you being it. And so I think vulnerability, it, it's, it's, I think it's a strength. And in order to be vulnerable and allow ourselves to be emotional, I also think it's really important to surround ourselves with people who will support us. Yeah, I was just going to chime in with that when you mentioned that is I just, when I like talking to my group of close friends, mm. it's really noticeable how I feel more vulnerable we have become with each other yeah. just because we're just all sharing the fact that we're just like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening. And it's interesting just to see kind of that friendship sort of evolve into us sharing more than we probably normally do. That's a great, great one, Stu. And would you say, I like what you just said, because uh, it's interesting. You've, I think you and I've talked, you've known a lot of these friends a long time. Yeah. Do you feel you know them even more deeply now? 
Yeah, it's definitely bringing a lot of uh, more personality out of them, I feel like. Mm. And I've known them since I was 15 years sure. old for the most part, but you think you know everything. But you can see them as we've grown adults and we have kids and jobs and that kind of stuff. It's really, I would say, even though we've been separate, it's in a way brought us all back together and realize how much we enjoy being around each other. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think to your point, I, I, I think this is key here, is vulnerability of ourselves gives other people to be vulnerable as well. It provides permission. You know, just like you said, you're on a Zoom call or you're on calls or text messages with people that you love or friends or are close to. And when one person, two people, three people are vulnerable, it almost gives everyone permission to do the same. Yeah. And that provides a tremendous amount of strength because the more we dial into the emotions of what we're feeling, the less we have a higher propensity of harboring it and becoming sick due to it. So I think that's a key point. A third um, piece I would say around how am I handling this emotionally I would say it's confidence. It's it's a very quiet confidence. It's nothing that's outward or untoward. It's it's more so coming down to consistent self-talk and really reminding reminding ourselves that we're doing the best we can. There are some days that are fantastic, there's some days that aren't. But confidence in the fact that you can release judgment and focus on the process allows us, I believe, to have more positive and uplifting and progressive talks with ourselves. Uh, the Otherwise, the emotions can overtake us. And there's some days where, you know, I've, I've said often, it's important to separate the facts and emotions. Really important. Because when we watch news reports or we hear things out there or read papers or even hear to your, when you're talking to friends, someone's perspective, if those facts and emotions become intertwined, it's a slippery slope. And so to keep them apart, I think is positive, while creating a very quiet confidence, a consistent quiet confidence, going back to this theme that we talked about in, in terms of consistency that allows us to keep our internal dialogue going. Yeah, I, I feel that we've been big proponents of self-talk in many episodes here. And it, it's definitely a way I feel that can you re- remain positive as this uncertainty is happening. So what, what other thoughts do you have about remaining positive to keep our mental <laughs> state sharp? You know, there, that, there was a... A great piece, Stu, written in 1920 by a fellow named Max Ehrman, and it was called The Desiderata, and it's a famous piece. And he started off, and and, and Desiderata in Latin means things considered. So this gentleman was writing down his thoughts about life, and he starts off The Desiderata by saying, go placidly amid the noise and haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. And so as life has slowed down, and as things have stopped travel, uh, large gatherings, no sporting events, no, nothing really, no school, businesses have shut down, there has been a higher degree of silence. I was driving down to get some groceries about a week and a half ago, uh, and Stu, there was no one out there. Yeah. Like, it, it was a few cars, but it was incredible how silent it was. It was quiet. And then I remember we were out for a walk, a family walk the other night, and we all stopped. My wife, my kids, and I, we actually just listened, and there was no sound, like none. And I thought, wow, when is the last time that was like, we actually looked up in the sky, there was no planes flying overhead, which there usually are. So it's important to go placidly amidst that and, and to just go slower to go faster. So maintaining mentality and positivity, I think fear becomes more forceful when it resides within us. And if we, if we don't have channels to bring it out of us, it takes on a life of its own stress bills, cortisol rises, and then we become very reactionary. 
So I would say there's a, a few ideas on how to stay mentally strong and, and positive consistently as we go through. One would be speaking your truth. And I really think journaling, as we said, connecting with those who are close with us or even on a group chat virtually, um, where we can trust others and really speak our truth in terms of what we're feeling, what we're going through, what we're building, what we're thinking about, I think can really elevate our sense of presence and strength. But that takes a consistent commitment to that. If it if there's too much space between speaking your truth, that fear begins to take on that stress inside of us and can really have ill effects. If we keep it inside too, it, it doesn't allow, as we said before, other people permission to share theirs. Another element of, of staying positive is, is listening. You know, speaking is one thing, listening is another. And this really starts with listening to ourselves first, to your theme on self-talk. You know, when we can engage in that, we have an opportunity to understand. And when we understand ourselves too, listening becomes a whole nother art form. And during this time and space where we are apart and we can't necessarily see people's body language, we can see them maybe over a virtual platform. But the reality is when you're one-to-one with person in 3D real life, totally different. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, listening, I wanted to share these three thoughts in terms of how we stay consistent. The first one, when we're listening to people is really aim just to understand, aim to understand and focus on being present rather than looking for a solution or trying to solve something. Cause a lot of times when people are speaking the truth, it is a vulnerable place. And during these times when we can be consistent listeners, we can bring a whole nother element of affection, of connection, and to go back to the theme before, vulnerability to what we're all feeling. A third thing is when we're listening, I want to advise us all to be connected rather than attached. So there's absolute detachment, total connection. What does that mean? Well, when we're connected, we are seeking to understand. We're empathetic. We're putting ourselves in that person's shoes but we're not taking ownership over what they're saying, trying to fix it, trying to judge it or anything like that. We actually empower other people when we allow them to continue to speak their truth. And by being a great listener, I really believe we're in this time and space. Like we said, we're well into this now and we don't know when the end is. The more we can become better listeners collectively, I really believe as we navigate through this, we're going to become closer. And so that's a, that's an important piece there. The other one is um, being kind to yourself. It's easy to have personal criticism and negative self-talk and, you know, that just perpetuates fear and discord. And I think you you had alluded to this in a previous conversation we had, and I'm going to talk about it in a little bit while, but I wanted you to comment on just the importance of celebrating our victories is, is being kind in the sense of, yes, there are going to be some down days, but we've got to remember our victories. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, it's something that I consistently try to recognize about myself is when I have a call for something or done something well, it's really important for me as, as I process things is it's, that's how I build on other things. Mm. Um, without acknowledging that first victory, I feel like I can go separate ways and not fully towards where I want to be. So I feel like doing more of those things really builds it up for me. Outstanding. Yeah. You know, I, I had, I'd made a note, uh, right on to the same theme as I, you know, when you don't have a good day or you have a good day, Watch game film. And what I mean by that is when I played quarterbacks, too, we used to study game film. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, it was film. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. dialed up on some fancy technology. Yeah. We actually had a, it was film. Yeah. And so um, 
my point is when you watch game film at the end of the day, mentally speaking, figuratively speaking, is that you get a sense of what you did well and, and then what you can, what you can correct, what you can improve upon. And being kind to ourselves means that we watch our performance or look upon ourselves with kindness consistently, not just when it's convenient. You know, that's a, that's a very, I said at the beginning here, talent wins games, consistency wins championships. If we're just thinking good things about ourselves or other people around us, when the parade's going down the street and things are going well, that's inconsistent. That's conditional. An unconditional commitment to ourselves and to the greater good of what we're doing requires us to be kind, firstly to ourselves so that we can undoubtedly share that with others. I, I, I definitely feel like it's a, a solid building block for considering we all have to be at home 95% of the day. Right. It's definitely a way to remain consistent while you're stuck at home. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and the last piece I would say about being positive and keeping our mental consistency strong is taking one practice at a time. When I played uh, many years ago, we had training camp every season, and it was usually in the summer. It was in the summer, in August, for football. And being a quarterback, you, you had to study the playbook, and I had to really know what was going on and uh, not only be physically prepared but highly mentally prepared. So in those days, Stu, and it's, they still do it now, is that we did two-a-days. And what two-a-days was, with two practices a day, one in the morning, lunchtime, and then meetings, and then we'd go to an afternoon practice, then we'd have more meetings in the evenings and then a dinner and sometimes a, a later presentation by one of the coaches or one of the players. And it was bedtime that went on for 10 to 14 days. Yeah. So two a days essentially lasted close to call it 20 to 28 practices, physical hard practices in the summer sun. Now, granted we were younger at that time and you know, you're, you're built for that, but life's a lot like that too. And in talking about how we navigate through this time and stay consistent, I would say really taking one day, one practice at a time. I remember sitting in the bleachers and we, we had a bit of a break and there was a, a group of us. It was in my second or third year and we were talking and one of the older guys was there, a great guy. And we were just talking and one of the young guys said, he looked at his playbook and he looked at his binder and said, oh man, we still got 16 practices to go like this. Oh. And then the older fellow just looked over and he said, hey guys, he's got to focus on the next one because that's all that matters. That's all that matters. He goes, and he stood up. I remember him standing up and kind of turning towards us. He says, focus on the next one. If you start counting the days and start looking too far ahead, it's going to get you. And that's not to say you can't have a vision or a goal or a mission or an intention way down the line. We all want that. But in order to keep mentally and positively strong, it's so important to take one practice at a time, one day at a time. And some of those are going to be great. Some of those are going to be harder. Another one I would I would mention around that is using each week as a seven game series. You know, Sunday to Saturday Sunday morning to Saturday night is seven days on the calendar. Seven game series. You don't have to win every game to win the series. You win four. If you win five, great. Six even better. But the reality is, as we said in our last conversation, absolutes don't serve us. Process does. Consistently connected to a process. So those are some thoughts that just on mentality and positivity, speaking our truth, being very mindful of listening, really celebrating kindness to ourselves, and then taking one practice one day at a time. I definitely feel that's definitely something we've talked about in terms of the seven game series. I find that's worked well with me. One thing we wanted to touch on today was um, how do you keep your spirits up? So let's say you lost maybe a couple days back to back in your seven game series. How do you keep your spirits up when you're moving through consistency at this time? 
I think w- a couple of things we talked about this element before is really celebrating victories and, yep. and recognizing what you're doing well. That's definitely one. And also another piece here is really thinking about the frontline workers, the doctors, nurses, everyone's out there, everyone who's supporting this effort right now. It's a worldwide global effort. And on a national level, it's, it's as, as such as well. You know, they have a lot of places at 7, 7.30 p.m. Everyone comes out on their balconies and banging pots and pans and celebrating for these workers. So one way to keep the spirits up is realizing there are people just like you and I with families, with loved ones, with victories and fears. These are, these are human beings out there on the front lines doing everything they can, everything they can to help the young, the old, and everyone in between. And so when we think of that, we have an opportunity to express gratitude, even if we're not standing right in front of them. And hope is something, Stu, that's internal and it's fleeting. You can't touch it. It's intangible. But I think hope comes from knowing there's people out there doing the very best they can for all of us. And that's a, that's a, that's a key element, I think, to this conversation. Another one is creating connection, is reaching out and really asking great questions of people. You, you can really elevate consistently by learning more about the people around you. You alluded to it before with your friends. A great question to ask people is about their story. Ask someone, you know, our listeners, I, I would ask you to do this. And over the next seven days, think of someone that you know fairly well and ask them a question that you've never asked before. Hey, how did they overcome adversity in their life? What was the greatest lesson you ever learned? What was something that served you when you were younger that you've learned and now is serving you today? What would you have done differently if you could have done a business, a relationship, uh, athletic event, or anything over again? How do you want to be remembered? What do you care most about? My mom and I were having a great conversation recently, and she's such a dynamic woman. I love my conversations with her. And, you know, she was talking about, we, we, we were talking back and forth, and I asked her how she's doing. And Stu, she really delved into talking to me about the power of music. Mm. And she talked about music being a moral law and how it can uplift us. And when we were kids, mom always had records on. It was, it was an incredible time. And to this day, I still am great, very grateful for that. But she really said to celebrate the moment. She told me about a recent walk she was doing. And I told, asked her how she did that. And she talked so eloquently and so specifically and so gratefully about the cherry blossoms. She spoke about the cherry blossoms. And when I was listening to my mom, who I've known obviously my whole life, I thought to myself, she's speaking as if she was an artist. She's speaking as if she's seeing the world in a different way. Although I know she always had great appreciation for everything out there. But it was wonderful to hear her speak about something with such passion and joy that was on a walk that she had by herself. No one would have known. And so the point of this is through connection, keeping spirits up, is asking those that we're close to, asking those we love, a few deeper questions to find out what they're thinking, what they're learning, who they are, who they're becoming. Taking the time out to really learn more about people that are close to you is, I think, one of the advantages of all this time spent in self-isolation. So I, I do really uh, applaud your mom on that, and that's really an interesting story. Thank you. Yeah. So how, how do you think we can navigate these next you know coming weeks or however long we got here Yeah, I, I uh, that we haven't been doing already? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the consistency of health and well-being is key. I think that's one element here and really important to, to build up our physical immunity. I, I think that's a, a key point is doing what we can to, to stay healthy. Because as we now go back into life and as the authorities start to open things back up, literally 
you know, mm-hmm. with businesses and schools and things. Obviously, we're still a ways away from that, Stu, but I do know there's dialogue out there about it. I think it's so important for us to be prepared health-wise, fitness-wise, and from a standpoint of physical immunity. Hydration's a, a great one, and even just adding lemon to your water. We've talked about hydration before, but I've been reading this, and I, I do it off of myself. I'm sure some listeners do it as well. When you put lemon in your water, it's an antioxidant. Those antioxidants move out the free radicals in our body. And to, to bring it to a simpler term, basically the antioxidants are the street sweepers that clean up the debris in the streets at night. And so when you drink lemon water, it clears your system, makes you healthier, it boosts your immunity. And when you do hydrate, we have to remember this, 75% of our brain is water. So in order to think clearly, to respond effectively, to connect intimately, to be kind, we have to stay hydrated. That's at the base level. We talked last podcast about base camp. Mm-hmm. Hydration, my man, is one of the top base camp fundamentals of staying strong physically. That's one way I think we can navigate through. Another one is the sleep pattern and a consistent practice of cutting up fruits and vegetables and putting them in the fridge. Why? Because we are at home more. Yeah. So there can be a, a, a tendency to grab for snacks and whatnot, which are fine once in a while as a treat for sure. But when you have these things at hand, once again, we start to enhance, strengthen our physical, mental, and spiritual immunity to be able to go back out there again. And then the other one, which I'm a huge advocate of is exercise and movement. It's, you know, scheduling in 30 to 45 minutes. Again, going back to the seven game series concept, does it have to be every day? Ideally, it would be great to move our bodies every day for that amount of time. And I'd recommend that. If if it can't be done, at least get four days in out of seven days so that we're on the upper edge of success in that. You know, maybe we're not playing organized sports in our lives right now, but I believe we're all athletes. And so how do we navigate this next time consistently? I would invite us all, Stu, to dial into the athleticism in our hearts. What does that mean? Well, you know, Maybe it not be on the on the sports field or the playing field or the hockey arena or whatnot at this point, and maybe we're older, maybe we're younger, but the point is there there is an athlete that resides in all of us, and athleticism doesn't necessarily mean racing around a field. It means being nimble. It means being aware. It means being able to anticipate the the flow of the play. It means to be able to connect with your teammates, family, those you love. It means being able to be a leader in your own right. And so as we move through this time with consistency being the base of all this is that if we stay committed to doing everything we can to stay physically strong and keep our health high, we can then be of service to others as we move through. Because as things start to open up again, we are going to find, have to find this new normal and it's not going to be anything we're accustomed to. I think people are still getting used to what's going on right now. And you know, recently we were... We were at a, a senior's home. It was it was the Amica Senior's Home in Aspen Woods, and that's in Calgary. And we had the wonderful opportunity to lead a, a exercise, a movement program for them. And we were actually, you know, 20 yards away from the building, but there were four stories, and they all came out on their balconies. And to see these seniors who are really, I believe, the pioneers of this generation, you know, the average age, too, was 70 to 99. And it was a beautiful sunny day, and for the most part, They've been isolated because they've had to be, and safety's number one. But we were out there, and, and you asked me, how, how do you keep your spirits up, and how do we keep going forward? I look at these 
these seniors that were out there smiling, waving to their neighbors, following the the exercises that we were leading them in. We had some a, a pretty good playlist going with some Elvis and Four Tops and oh, the Supremes. Yeah. And, and you know, how do we navigate through this? I think we can draw upon the strength of those who came before us and those who've really authored the initial page of the of this of this generation story. And so I think it's going to come down to us staying together, staying connected, and going back to these elements that we talked about consistently. Consistency is not about the scoreboard, never has been. It's about process. It's about today. It's about potentially tomorrow. But it comes down to being committed to the here and now and not getting seduced by what should be or what could have been. Yeah, I feel that uh, I always see you after I meet with you and we hang out is I'm always fired up coming out of it. And this is probably as fired up as I've been <laughs> at this time of isolation. So uh, thank you, Ranch, for uh, taking the time to record today. Yeah, you're welcome. And, yeah. and Stu, I, I thank you. I thank you for this platform and we're, we, the work we do together. And want to thank all our listeners. And for all you out there doing the best you can consistently to bring the best part of you forward and really remembering those victories that you've done, we're going to look back on this time. We are. And when we do look back on this time, we're going to remember a lot of things. But I think the things we'll remember the most is the things we felt. How did we feel? Who did we affect? What difference did we make? What conversations did we have? Who did we love? And as we move forward through this, we want to thank all all the listeners out there and, and extend our heartfelt appreciation once again and gratitude for all those at the front line. Um, we're still in this. We, we've got a ways to go. And it, and it could be a long road ahead. But as we said, when we focus on the here and now today and we stay together, we'll get through it. Thank you all for being a part of us. And, and Stu, thanks again for, for being here with me.